Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Still Noobs Podcast, Episode 3. And you know what? I used to be an adventurer like you guys, but then I took an arrow to the knee. Then I fucking ripped that shit off, bandaged myself up, and I'm back at it again. Here we go. We got AKA Willie Haynes here. We got AKA Moon Boots here. And you got your special host, me, Gaming Ulysses. Welcome, everyone. Today is a special podcast, all right? Because today we are going to focus on one company right now because it is one company that has given us hope, broken our hope, and just done so much to the gaming community in general. And you you guys know what that gaming company is? Bethesda. Let's start off with a conversation about Bethesda currently. Moon, Willie, do you guys want to take the lead on this one? Um, I think currently... There's probably a lot of hatred for Bethesda with Fallout 76 coming out. Considering how much heat they took from that. But we can't forget the good that Bethesda has brought us. Willie? Bethesda said, or uh, Fallout 76 is already out. You mean, the, you mean the, the, the Battle Royale mode? No, I'm just saying everyone hated Fallout 76. Oh, yeah. And currently, everyone yeah. is kind of mad at Bethesda because of Fallout 76. I'm just saying that okay. yeah, Bethesda has given us a lot of good games, and we can't forget that, you know? Every, I not think, everybody's perfect. I think they are going in a direction that they should not. They're trying to get into the... But you th- you're saying player. you're saying specifically Fallout is going in a yes, direction it Yes, yes, because that's the, that's the only Bethesda. Well, as I as I've known, Fallout is the only Bethesda game that I've played, and with the Vault seventy six, with the whole um, online play, it was a real big letdown. I was I was kind of hoping for a game mode where you join into a lobby with friends and you build a huge fucking base like you did in Fallout uh oh, what was the Fallout 4 and said like you you built bases for the uh god what are they called uh shit I don't remember what they're called. The you built bases basically, and campsites. Yes, campsites. You built campsites, but this one you build campsites, campsites, but it's not the same. You come back to your campsite after you've been off for a day, and it's destroyed. It's gone, and it's it's kind of they're in the wrong direction. They need to focus on making their single-player game a better experience instead of, oh, well, we got the single-player game, but you can't play single-player without being online. It's kind of like the whole GTA Five online. Like, you could do missions with friends on GTA Five, or you could play the story mode. They should have done that. They should have, okay, you're either playing online or you're not. You choose, not... Oh, so what you're saying is you wanted Fallout 76 to be like a Fallout 4 add-on where it's like now you can play in wherever the fuck they are, but with friends. Yes, I wanted a co-op more, more co-op-y than, well, I'm meeting new people online and I'm getting getting shot in the face and I would rather play with friends than with random people but I have met a couple of good people, good nice people on on, online but it's still, that doesn't help from the fact that they kind of ruined 76 by putting that in Are you at all interested in knowing what IGN gave Fallout 76 for a score? I'm going to say a 5 out of 10 you nailed it. Five out of ten, yep. <laughs> I, I can understand that, though, because they botched that game. Everybody they tried was, to make a 2 GTA Online instead yes. of a Fallout game. <laughs> yes. Every, everyone had so much hype for 76, too. Like, I can... I would scroll through my Twitter or my Instagram feed and I saw tons and tons of memes 
before this game came out because they would constantly be playing that Take Me Home West Virginia song. Take me home to a better place. <laughs> like, it got everyone so hyped. And then it just completely bombed. And one one game that actually I can specifically remember that also did that was No Man's Sky, but that's for a different day. Yeah, but uh, you know what? I'm just going to add a little side note to that. On No Man's Sky, they did fix it, but like a year and a half later. When their fan base was already gone. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Fallout 76, though, they just decided to add more and double down on it. With the Battle Royale mode, which, you know what? Can we just all agree? No more fucking Battle Royale modes. Don't make that the main draw of a game. Make that a side shit. We, Leave it to we, the Battle Royale games. Exactly. We are sick and... I am sick and tired of Battle Royale games. I'm good with Apex. If Apex continues these next 10 years, I'm happy with it. Every other Battle Royale game can eat shit and die. The Apex is just enough for me. I, I can just stick with Fortnite and Apex. I can just stick with Fortnite. Anyway, back to the Bethesda topic. Currently, they're in a bit of a, a shitstorm with 76, I agree. But they do have a lot of games coming up. With, you know... Starlight, the new Wolfenstein's, Doom Eternal. They might be turning things around. And then what I hated about the E3 that just came up, they did not do anything with the new Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls 6. They announced it a year ago. They did nothing today. Or this E3. And I was deeply sad because, as I said, Skyrim is one of those games that I bought for everything. Still do to this day. If it comes out for... Anything else, I'll buy it. I was going to say, I've never played Elder Scrolls. I kind of... It's kind of like the whole... Everybody was super hyped about uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Minus rap. And I never watched Game of Thrones either. It just... I watched like the first five episodes. I wasn't into it. <laughs> you got farther than I did. Elder Scrolls. I played the first... I played it for like 15, 20 minutes. I would rather go play Fallout 4 or play The Witcher 3. It just, it's, I don't know. That, in that time, I was really into Fallout, so I'd rather play that than Elder Scrolls. But, I, I don't know. I think they should just go back to making a good, solid, one single-player game. The occasion of you know let's let's play let's make a game mode where you can play co-op with friends and, and meet missions with, but maintain the focus on the single player. I think they did all right with Elder Scrolls Online. It's just Fallout seventy six is what botched because Elder Scrolls is more of a you can make it into like a Dungeons and Dragons kind of game, while Fallout seventy Fallout in general is more of a you're on your own kind of thing. They, they Surviving. Really, yeah. While Elder Scrolls was like, you're the hero of this story. Go save it and do your story. Well, there's also like 50,000 hours worth of side quests that you can do without ever touching the main story. Well, that's in all Fallout games. I mean, all Bethesda games in general. Which is good, honestly. They have yeah. so much content that it's hard to even <laughs> keep track of or, you know, stay focused on, on one quest. Well, another thing I like is what they did with Wolfenstein and Doom. Even though those games are mainly first-person shooters, kill Nazis and kill demons. They were they added. They were very linear, but they made it so much fun. They added so much to it to make it much more fun. With Doom, you know, you had the type of guns, but you had enemies that were more reactive to this type of gun or to this type of gun. Or you had enemies that were... Uh, very, very prone to attack you when they hear you or see you. So you had to implement modes of stealth into them. So they knew that they were good at making first-person games, linear first-person games fun and challenging. They also knew how to make these open-world games just fucking amazing as well. Yeah, and on the topic of Doom, that's just fucking an amazing game to play. Um, Like when you've had a bad day and just want to like smash it, I would go to Doom. Because you can just put it on, like, easy mode and just run up to all the demons and just start glory-killing all of them. It is so satisfying. 
I love the glory kills on Wolfenstein as well. When you just walk up to them, chop a leg off, and then chop him in the face. <laughs> Wolfenstein. That- you know what? Um, I I always thought that Wolfenstein, when I was growing up, I, I don't remember exactly the year it came out or whatever, but I thought it was going to be a really, really stupid game. And then I ended up, you know, on a whim buying it one day at GameStop for like 10 bucks, and I played it. And I fell in love. Like I completely misunderstood what this game was about, and I ended well, was up it for, like, loving the PS4? it. Uh, no, I think it was PS3 back when it first came out, right? Was no, there, I don't think there was a Wolfenstein game for the PS3. The very first one, the New Order, came out in yeah, 2014. That was PS4. It really, yeah, PS4 that was, is that old already? Damn. Yeah. Man. Yeah, damn, man, yeah, that's... Damn. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, Bethesda is a great company and all that, but they do have their ups and downs. I think they just got to stop with the E3 conferences and that they could easily do their own, like, Bethesda event. Weren't they doing that with uh, Fallout? They had, like, Fallout World or something? I'm not too sure, man. I don't don't know. But, um... You know, I, I had almost as much fun like fallout um i just had it up um the basically the mini game for fallout it was kind shelter? of like, yes fallout oh, shelter yeah yeah yes. i i first played that on my phone and then i downloaded yes. it on my pc and i had a lot of fun with it but it's, yeah. it's hard for me to actually stick with it it's one of those it's it's like that that Jurassic Park game that i had so, talked about last podcast it's it's a very it's it's like a it's not really a hands-off but it's like an overview you make your own shit and base building game yes and and you kind of just manage everybody everybody's got a certain level of happiness you move people to a certain spot to make them more happy their, their production gets good and you go on quests, and I always liked, I always liked sending people out for quests. It was the overseer of your own. Yes, vault. yes, it was. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was. Uh, well, they they did bring that into Fallout Four with one of the uh, DLC updates, where you are an overseer for a vault. Like I played yeah. the DLC for well, the Fallout Four. I think the last fall. Uh, Fallout 4 DLC I played was Nuka, Nuka Cola League. Nuka World? Yeah, Nuka, Nuka World. World. That was the last DLC. This was like the first DLC they released for it, which was You Are an Overseer for a Vault. The second one was um, uh, you go to an island to fight a cult, and then the third one was the Nuka World one where you become a raider yourself, which I didn't like the fact that I kind of had to be a little bit of a raider. I would have liked sticking as like someone else but then again i cre- i would create another save file and just be a fucking savage ass raider and just pillage and kill everyone on site yeah. it's it's been a while since i've played the dlc but i think fallout I think 4 jump back into that i think fallout 4 is probably my favorite um fallout game i really liked fallout 4 new vegas everybody talks about new vegas man there was a certain point at least on Xbox, where I would get to a certain point, go into a building, it would save, and then it would freeze. So then my my save data was corrupt, and it I did that three times, and I just gave up. I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. Anytime I go into that building, which of course was one of the side missions, and I could I I could just I could not finish it. You got a PC now, buy it for that. Yeah, I need to. I need to I need to go through and, and, and buy all the fallouts for PC because um I, I kinda I actually did it uh Origin did a um was it Origin? I think it was Origin. They did a sale for all of the Mass Effects. I got everything from Mass Effect One to Drama that I need to I've even got the Bethesda launcher on my PC. I, I need to I need to download them. Those are those are just so fun, such great games. You could spend hours and hours and hours on them, and not even be close to being done. 
Ooh, I got I got a story on the follow that just came up to my head. There was a time I had to save where I sent you know how you have all those companions you can build up? I sent all the females to my main base while I sent all the males to another base. So I just basically built my own haram in my own base. Where it's just yes. me. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why harem. I did that. I don't know why I did that, but that was just something. It was I'm a like, social experiment. It was a so yeah, yeah, hence hence social experiment. <laughs> wink wink. <laughs> wink wink. <laughs> How social you ladies wanna get. <laughs> uh, but no no i, I want to jump back into fallout 4 maybe be that would be something i stream a lot but there's Sorry. a lot bethesda has a lot of great games and they've done right with gamers but fallout 76 was one of them pitfalls i'm excited for the new wolfenstein vr the new game that fuck i forgot the name of it uh, let me let me just remember it real quick. It is called oh, that's Starfield. Youngblood. Oh, it's Youngblood. Wolfenstein Youngblood. Starfield is a new IP they have that they don't really release much about. Um, it, they just announced it last year, not this year. And um, no oh, shit, I was about to sneeze. And there's not much into it. The same with Elder Scrolls Six. They announced it last year, but they showed us nothing this year. So I'm assuming. They just announce the games and they still have like production to do before they start making the games. Oh, yeah. Or they want to keep it so top secret just to fucking fill us with hope and hype. And then just as soon as we get the games, we just explode all over the walls and have to get a new house. I was going to go along the lines of maybe they. I was going to agree with your first statement. Uh, maybe they have developed most of it, but they still had some tweaking to do. But I, I'm 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 hopeful for Bethesda's future as long as they keep on the lines of single player mode for like Fallout. I haven't played any other uh, any other other games. I need to I need to do Elder Scrolls and I need to do uh, Wolfenstein. I've wanted you to play have it. to play Wolfenstein. I've wanted to you'll play it, it, but I've never gotten around to it. You're, you'll definitely love it. I would definitely recommend playing Doom, too. Doom is really fun. Doom is so much fun. God, I am so, so excited for Doom Eternal. I saw um, a teaser video of it a while ago, and it's just so badass. Are you going to get the collector's edition with the Doom helmet? Oh, that is really tempting. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Goes with the Doom guy helmet. I want it. That, uh, it's tempting, man. Last time I bought a collector's edition, the game sucked. <laughs> what game was that again? No, that was Uncharted 3. <laughs> uh. Anyway, back to the Bethesda outline. Dude, in the state, we've already talked enough about it that, you know, we have our hopes and dreams. Um, so, since this is a Bethesda-specific episode, Moon is going to review... Uh, a Bethesda or, or two, one or two Bethesda games he really enjoyed. Uh, Moon, why don't you take it away? You kind of surprised me with that one. Um, well, anyway, <laughs> um, okay, I, uh, this this game actually a lot of people didn't like, and I and I don't know why. Dishonored. I friggin' loved Dishonored. I I loved it so much. It was one of those games that had a butterfly effect. So. You could either play the game super, super stealthy, don't kill anyone, or you could play it very aggressive, kill everyone in sight. There was, there was a bunch of different ways to play it, but the outcomes at the end... there I think there was three endings, but I, I only... Let's see, I think I only did the same ending twice, honestly, because when I very first played it, it was on console a, a long, long time ago, probably in 2012 when it came out. And I did a little of both. I did a little killing. I did a little, you know, um, non-killing. And then when I got it on PC, I went straight no killing. And honestly, I don't even remember the endings. I just, I, I just did different play styles. But the story is awesome. Um, uh, your your character Corvo gets framed for murdering the. I, th I think she's called an empress. I don't quite remember anymore, but the leader of whatever government at the time. 
and her daughter gets taken by um, the guys who actually killed her or like the guys who are trying to run the government and since she's going to inherit it they want her they you know they want to run it for as long as they can and get her to run it you know their way and basically you're just gonna go through the game killing everyone who betrayed you and getting uh, Emily back into the throne and you meet a bunch of people along the way and um you get visited by this guy who gives you powers and you can have you can upgrade yourself to get different different types of powers you can slow time stop time uh you have a blink ability you can you can uh, what's that called when you take over somebody's body you can possess someone you can call in a swarm of rats to either kill guards or eat their body after you kill them so that their body doesn't get found. I don't, it had so many options to play the game that it, it could have fit almost everybody's playstyle. And the story was so good and so intense and I think it, it was very underrated. I would have given it easy, an easy 9 for sure. Uh, I'm in the lines of I really did not try Dishonored it didn't really you know tickle my fancy but you know people did play the game and they had it was very split in the ratings and reviews and word of mouth it was very down the middle you couldn't tell if it was good or bad but I'll take your word for it if it's a great game it's a great game Um, that I don't know man I keep seeing gameplay about it it looks fun but it's not something I would jump into for me Will? I actually on PS4 played it because my ex-wife's mom had it and she tried playing it. She got off on the video games, by the way. And I felt like it was a knockoff version of Assassin's Creed. I mean, kind of the, the it was first person, which is different than Assassin's Creed, but it was kind of the same, either be stealthy or go loud. Either kill everybody or try to be stealthy. And it just felt like I was playing a um, a poor man's Assassin's Creed, in my opinion. It was, it was, I don't know. If I wanted to play that type of game, I'd just go over there to play that. But I, for for the little bit that I played it, it was fun. But like I said, it was it's it wasn't as fun as Assassin's Creed. It just felt very uh, similar to me. So I, I I I didn't play much of it, but I played enough to form an early opinion on it. But I have watched gameplay of it. And from the gameplay, it was kind of kind of similar, but with the with the powers that, that you can uh, get, it kinda made a cool dynamic, I guess. It was it was a uh, I don't know, it was a fun it was a fun watch, but it, to me it just didn't seem like it was worth the money of buying. Unless you bought it used, like three years later. Damn. All right, Moon. Any other games you want to bring up or review? Um. Well, I already talked about Doom and how much I love that, and how much I, I'm how I'm insanely looking forward to Dishonored or not. Sorry, not Dishonored. Doom Eternal. Um. Eternally Dishonored, where you dishonor your family. <laughs> Uh, I would like to hear uh, Willie's review of The Evil Within, because I thoroughly enjoyed watching him play that, and it inspired me to want to play it. Oh, dude. Um, as you all know, I am the local drunk. I don't remember anything of the game. Are uh, you to serious? Be honest, I swear. I'm oh sorry. Oh my god, dude. That game, I was watching you play, and it looked really good. <laughs> Um, I don't I even, understand like the story at all because you were playing the second one, and but it yeah, looked awesome. I, I did not know if I have the. I I don't know if I have the first one. Hang on, let me let me 
check real quick. I'm pretty sure that I just jumped in on the. Wait. Wait. Yeah, you I did do just remember. jump in on the first one. I do remember. Or second, second. I do remember it. That was the one where it was. I kept going like outside to a. I went outside to like a. a, a, a uh, tree it's, the you, it's the one where you collected all the ass juice. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah, okay. Now I remember. Now I remember. That was actually a pretty, a pretty fun game. Honestly, it was actually pretty fun. I haven't finished it by any means because I go in spurts of scary games, but. The Evil Within Two that was that was actually pretty fun. It was uh, it's one of those where it's kind of like Resident Evil. You really, really have to um conserve your ammo, and you get in quite a pickle if you don't. Um, it's a very strategic game. I like shooters. It's a shooter game, but you have to be very strategic about who you shoot and whether you just kind of sneak by people. And it was actually it was actually a pretty good story. I jumped into the second one, never played the first one, but from what I understand, your kid gets taken by this corporation. And she is used as kind of like a power source for this alternate reality. And you go and you find out that she's not actually dead. And uh, um, she's not actually dead. So you go, you go look through this alternate reality to try to find her and save her. And uh, there's, there's some, some guys that try to stop you that work for this corporation, but it's actually a pretty, it's actually a pretty fun game. Um, I would, I would give it a solid seven out of 10. If you are into scary games, I'm not so much into them all the time. It just, every once in a while, I'm like, you know what? I feel like screaming like a little girl. Let's, let's play a scary game. Side note, if you guys want to hear Willie scream like a scary little girl, go into his clips on his Twitch channel and you'll see that a lot. Yes. Um, I get very easily spooked. And years of late, I've been playing a lot of scary games. And uh, I've actually got quite a few of them, to be honest with you. And I haven't finished any of them, but it's fun to just play a random scary game every once in a while. I have one, two, three, four right now. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty, pretty good genre when you want to get there. But the evil and then two is, it's a pretty solid game. Um, hopefully here pretty soon I get back into the story. And once I finish the story, I will definitely play the first one, um, just to see the back, just to see what led up to the second one. I kind of need to re-download it. I'm pretty sure I deleted it. Either way, either way. Um, there you go, guys. Yeah. You got your two game reviews right there for Dishonored and Evil Within Two. Now let's jump into the next section, my section. Uh, you know, last podcast I did a section about video game ideas that came up to my head. And in thinking of Bethesda and the way they do games, I have always thought that they should be the ones to tackle a video game movie or a, like a TV show video game because they can incorporate so much to the lore and do it just right. And one particular thing that i always wanted because i'm a big fan of this universe is a harry potter bethesda game where where you, you don't play as harry potter you play as a wizard that helps harry 
throughout his journey in school and like you can go to class and take classes and all that or you go and wander off from class and just like learn magic and all that or it could be set in that universe but you're the main hero like it's a hundred years after harry potter his great grandchildren are now the deans of hogwarts you are the chosen student that has been set in this path to fight darth lords or whatever in this universe like just imagine being a wizard and just like avada kedavra a motherfucker out there uh, you you know you, you lose rep- like you lose luck or favor from all the people but if you like wrap them up and tie them up in a bow and arrest them you you gain favor and all the wizards are willing are more willing to teach you instead of hate you and you could go to like Diagon Valley or any location in Harry Potter universe and just like just experience Harry Potter as is instead of hoping like I don't know man it's just I am such a big fan that of Harry Potter like, man and maybe like by the basically when you choose your traits and your class and all that it, that sorting hat sorts you like instead of everyone being Hogwarts depending on the first 10 traits you have and where you put them it sorts you in a specific class like if you fucking make your character a dumbass you're in Hufflepuff if you make your character super smart Ravenclaw if you make your character like super into Dickish. magic and whatnot, they dick it well see based like I'm thinking about it in the special tactics or in the oh. thing like that you know, you can either be put in Slytherin or Gryffindor. I'm definitely a Ravenclaw myself here. So, fuck all of you who hate on Ravenclaw. I'm definitely a Hufflepuff. I'm a fucking dumbass. Moon? <laughs> Moon's a Slytherin. <laughs> I never really got into it. Oh, my. Fucking hell. Oh, right, my guys. So, hey, on the hey, next hey, podcast, hey, hey. Moon is being eliminated out. I watched the first three movies. <laughs> They're entertaining. <laughs> But I'm not a massive fanboy. Dude, I love that idea of making a Harry Potter mo- uh, video game. When it I was that has to make it though. When I was younger, there was a Harry Potter video game on PlayStation 2 and you were able to kind of follow along the lines of uh the first two movies. And it was a really really fun game and uh you were able to fly on your your broomstick around around hogwarts and and do all this shit and it was a really fun game i could not imagine if they were to take all seven movies well eight movies seven books whatever and compact them into one video game nowadays made by bethesda that would be so fucking awesome, man! That would be epic, and it would and, and, and just the the graphics, the story, the gameplay. Uh, it would be so much fun. Like have a like we've talked about past podcasts. Do like a side a side game where you can go play Quidditch, or uh, do they do they have any other other games? The other side games that they play in the movie? Uh, the chess where yes. you yell out the thing. Yes. But that's basically just chess. But still, oh, just, have, yeah. uh, just have side games like that. That would be so much fun. So and basically if they turned Rocket League into Quidditch? Oh, dude. Imagine like Quidditch through with Bethesda games. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah, that's that's the idea. But I wouldn't want it to be set in the Harry Potter uh, timeline. I want that just to be that. Maybe just set off, like I said, 100 years after or a time after Harry Potter where Harry Potter isn't alive. He died of old age or he was murdered or something or, like that. See, the thing that I would think, the, the thing that I would want is Harry Potter being the headmaster of the school. He well, would be in Dumbledore's spot. Eighth book, right? No, I did not know that. Or I don't know if it's a book or a play, but they did make an eighth one where it's about Harry Potter and his son, his third son, I think it was, uh, in an adventure while his first son and his daughter are, you know, students and some of them are might be graduating. It's this youngest that gets set in this world. So I, I, I would say like reference every the characters and all the characters in the past, 
but try not to make it based on them because this is your adventure in this universe. Yeah, I, I do like it when I, I was actually going to mention, I like it when they can take say like you know you're talking about uh, Harry Potter say they take Pokemon Star Wars Yu-Gi-Oh Dragon Ball Z they just take any of these games and throw them into that universe and maybe throw in the easter eggs of the things that we all grew up with and know but make it the player's adventure not the characters that you've seen and you know their adventures and because that's when people just start bitching about how it didn't follow the canon and blah 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 just make it the player's adventure a whole new adventure i can understand that i would i would get down on that in in reference in reference like uh the actual movies like uh have the have the invisibility cloak and 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 reference Hermione and, and, and Ron and all that shit. That would be that'd be super fun. Reference the movies, but have your own story base and have it like Bethesda does, and everything that you choose depicts how the outcome of the game is. Yeah, maybe you could join different factions. Maybe instead of like having one clear ending, there's like you could be a Hogwarts soldier fighting the darkness. Or you can join the bad guys and destroy Hogwarts. Yes, that would be cool. I would, I would, t- I would, com- I would buy that game in a heartbeat. I love that idea. Bethesda—they've been so so structured, in my opinion, around these series of games like El- like uh, Elder Scrolls and Fallout, which they, to me, they are most known most known for it and branch out to shit like that and and man if it's a if it's a dud oh well we're fucking Bethesda that would be a dud if they did the right thing with it instead of follow the canon if they didn't fuck it up like instead of following this uh, main character's story you're the main character they wouldn't have fucked that up that would have been something they would have succeeded on if you're the main character in the Harry Potter universe and have it to where you can choose to go online and interact with other 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 people in Hogwarts. Like have your own a, wizard battles and Quidditch matches. Yes, yes. Yeah, that would be, be fucking dope. And have and and have like little little battles with uh with or, other What if they did something like Destiny, where you had Hogwarts itself be a social area, but then you branch out and do your own thing in your own spots with your friends or yourself and didn't see any other characters? No, I wouldn't like that idea. I think that... No, not the online thing should only be for Quidditch or playing, like, mini games with other players. The world should be your world and your world only. Because you could have friends that are heroes, but they don't want to be doing villain missions. Right, right. That's That's true. You have to separate that. I like the idea of like you go into this world. Maybe uh, Hogwarts is a place that is protected and won't, won't be destroyed. But everywhere else in the ho- in the Harry Potter universe is uh, destroyable or savable by your side. It's just Hogwarts is a hub. Maybe like even have the Goblet of Fire competitions as an yeah. online game where yeah. it's a it's a like you got to set it up where it's like everybody knows it's going to be like an hour long, two hour long tournament. They all set, and if you leave, you quit. But if you win this tournament or you end up in a specific rank, you get like a better unlock for you to, you to use in the story. Yeah. So if you're like level one, you go into the Goblet of Fire, you win for some fucking reason since you're a level fucking one noob. Uh, and then just come out and you have like this level one character with like level 50 power armor and shit or like a robe, a wand, wand and, yeah. and, that'd be, and outfit. That'd be pretty fucking cool. It would, it's one of those things where you don't pay to win. But if you if you play, you get the you get the shit to be better in your story story mode. That would be that would it. be awesome. I could see this game being very competitive. But then you also like have to go. You don't have to go along with the story of Harry Potter, but like have have Hogsmeade as somewhere that you can go, or or to the to the city where Harry Potter lived like downtown and shit and to where 
okay, you can't use magic. That would be a perfect place to, or, or di- Diagon Alley, where you don't get into fights. You just go there, you shop, you buy wands or upgrades or shit like that. And then you come back to Hogwarts and you've got a, a, a new wand that does plus two damage or plus two whatever the fuck you want to call it. And and that would be that would be a fucking dope ass game, dude. That would be that would I would pre order that right fucking now and I have no money. Uh, Bethesda, hire me. I got ideas. I can't make games. I don't know anything about programming, but I can give you ideas. I'll make these games fucking awesome. Yes, we call me up. We got the we got the we got the ideas. You need a you, you, Bethesda. You need to fucking do it. I'm gonna tweet you guys right now. All right, guys. Uh, we let's move on to the next section. Let's go to Willie's Fallout Corner. Willie, please take us away. And don't radiate us too much. Oh, shit. Okay, so... Um... The last game from Fallout that I played was Fallout 76. Boom. was... Yeah, I know. It was kind of disappointing. For those people that really enjoyed the Fallout series, it was kind of kicking the dick. Or vagina, if you're a girl. It was just a kick in the or nuts. Both if you're a tranny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I gotta mute that. You're, if you're, if it was a kick in the nether region, basically, because they they tried to branch out. You, they had so much hype around this game, so much hype, and it just it, it just fell so short, man. You cannot play for an hour without accidentally walking by a. Uh, a global mission where everybody is there to help you and if you don't go to it you fail and it's like man get off my fucking screen I did not want to go to that it was on my way to my fucking side quest just leave me the god just leave me leave me the fuck alone I want to play a single player game if I wanted to play a multiplayer game I'd go play Call of Duty or, or Fortnite, or any other game that is mainly multiplayer. I play Fallout for the single-player story. Fallout 4 was such a great game. I have I've played it two or three times, just to kind of join different factions. The first time, that I played Fallout 4, I went with the Brotherhood Brotherhood of Steel. Second time, I went with the Synths. Third time, I went with the Underground Railroad. Railroad, whatever. And it was a different experience every time. And that's what I loved about it. It was it was you got to know these characters, you joined their their league. And then you went up against the other people. Fallout 76 just did not have that, man. Did not have that. It was very, very um, multiplayer based, in my opinion. It was not fun. And I've seen people that have played Fallout for a while, streamers, and have not even... not. E- they touched 76, but have not fucked with it at all. It's 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 very sad, you know. Um, it's just a it's a super sad thing to see such a great company and a great uh, franchise. Try to dabble in something that they really haven't dabbled in, and and, and ruining an entire game. It was kind of a slap in the it was a, it was a slap in the face to Fallout fans everywhere, 
in my opinion, that's how I took it. Like, you know what? We know that you really enjoyed our single player, but let's let's tweak it a little bit. Let's let's fuck with it. Let's try to make it like a co-op thing. But somebody, if 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 it gets to the point where you want to kill somebody, eh, you can do that too. All right. So, how would they fix it? What would be some ideas to fixing Fallout seventy six? Don't make it. Don't make it to where you have to play online. I would have just said you, it should have just been a single player with the option of playing with a couple other friends, and that's yes, it. That's what not I'm saying. MMORPG kind of shit. That's not what it should have been. Be a single player with the option of being co-op. That's it. Do not. Do not get into multiplayer and definitely definitely do not get into battle royale that is just that is just ignorant that is so fucking stupid for a single player game to get into a battle royale it it just it's it's sad honestly just because you see all these all these games all these other companies going to Battle Royale doesn't mean you have to, too. There's a reason that they play your game regularly. It's because you have a great single-player game. Don't ruin it by trying to be like everybody else. Just stick to your guns. If you're a good single-player game, stick to it, man. Just stop. Get help. Get some help. Get some help. <laughs> exactly. As soon as I said that, I thought about the Michael Jordan meme. Stop it. All right. Get some help. But yeah, I mean, companies got to remember that they, like you said, Bethesda has such good games. I mean, the, the Elder Scrolls games, the, the Fallout's up all the way up till four. They got Doom. They got. Uh, you know, one of my favorites, um, Dishonored. Yeah. They got Wolfenstein, yeah. Evil Within, yeah. Prey. Even Ooh. that that was a pretty good game. I had a lot of friends like really liked Prey, Quake. That was that was a really big multiplayer game. Um, well, I actually, I I was trying to stay with a single player game, so forget Quake. Anyway. People only jump to multiplayer games to break things up as gamers. Like, we can't... A lot of people just don't want to stick to one thing. You have your great single-player game, they're gonna come back to you. And, you know, like like Willie said, he's played it three times and did it differently every time. There's tons of people out there that replay games and do it differently. I mean, just the the um, Elder Scrolls games has so many different um, classes and races and abilities. Just, there's so many different directions that a player can take. You have to restart characters or whatever and play it again and again and again. But then again, Elder Scrolls and Online... They're, and they're gonna and do again, it. And again, Elder Scrolls Online is very successful still. That's true. I see a lot of people streaming that. So here, let me let me let me play a little bit of devil's advocate and help Bethesda, and, uh, uh, just a little bit. I, I have some ideas that'll help you guys. All right, Bethesda, just let me let me give you a few ideas on how to fix Fallout seventy six. One, they are correct. Make it a co op game with the options of going MMO. And let me let me start off by saying this here. You can have a good co op game based in the Fallout universe, like you're doing with seventy six. But maybe have instead of making it full MMO, have a server based on yourself. So let's say I can start a server for me and my friends where we all can jump in at any time, either play together or someone could jump in, build a second base for themselves where they have their loot, my loot and all that shit. That way, if we travel across the map, we don't have to walk back. We could just walk there, drop it off have a few settlers there that can just deliver our stuff back to everybody else's personal base. And then have there be a little, like in Nuka World or in the, fuck, I forgot the uh, other one where you travel by boat, have a vehicle take you to this map where everybody's there to fight for land, fight for power, all the extra 
high level like let's have the base game have rare and super rare while you go over here into this more like mmo map where everything is exotic legendary where it's like it makes the shit you have like be equipable and you could beat the story with it but you're gonna have a hard time while you go over here and get work extra hard for this shit and you'll have extra hard time getting it but once you get it you come back to your own world and it's easy as all that and that way you can incorporate this battle royale multiplayer fight and all that in this world without being a total fucking fuck up what do you guys think about that yeah <laughs> I mean I don't I don't disagree I mean uh, to be they're gonna do multiplayer and battle royale. It should be selective, and the person should say, "Okay, I want to play single player, or I want to play, I want to play multiplayer, or I want to play co-op, or I want to play battle royale." Give them a give them an option, which I'm I'm sure uh, they have to have an option play either single player or battle royale on Fallout 76 but just gradually get to it don't don't just go straight for it like put out a game 76 should have been solo or co-op then the next Fallout game should have been um, solo co-op or multiplayer. And then next game, incorporate that, uh, uh, battle royale. If they like the multiplayer. But don't, don't, don't do what they did and, and just go straight from, okay, we're gonna play single player to online to battle royale. That's just, that's, uh, you're, you're, you're pushing it too much. You're trying too hard. You need to get these people that play your game often to gradually accept that you're evolving into not only a single-player game, but also a multiplayer game. It, let them let them kind of kind of cope with it. Let them let them enjoy it on their own don't don't shove it down their throat like you did with 76 it's just yeah exactly don't let don't make them deep throat it just don't it's it's pointless it, it puts people off like me i have i have not touched all 76 in months um I have not played it since I lived with my parents, so sometime, it, it's been like almost a year since I've played 76, and I've put like four or five hours into it. You're losing people. You're losing players. Just stop it. Get help. Moon? All I have to say is I'm right there with Willie. I haven't touched it in a long time. I mainly because I just don't de like dealing with other people in my game. All right. Yeah, that, it's a it's a it's a world we live in where we have to where even the great can have their downfalls. But then again. I feel like they're doing a great job trying to bring themselves back up and bring the genre and the Fallout game series back into its feet where they let it trip and fall on its own. Uh, bringing it to Battle Royale does bring in new players to, to the Fallout world, but it's, a, it's a, a game mode that is severely getting old way too fast. And it's just a total shit mode with only a few people that can do it perfectly. And I don't know, I haven't played Fallout 76, haven't touched it, not my thing to have like an MMO like that. It's, 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 uh, it's a difficult thing to touch. 
But, you know, Bethesda is Bethesda, and with all of that, thank you, Willie, for your section. Let's uh, let's end this with some good notes. Like, what are our hopes for Bethesda? Like, what do we have to look forward for them to come out with? Come, like, what are we extremely excited for? I know we mentioned it early, but let's, let's delve into it a little bit more right now. Uh, Moon, start us off. Well, you know, I'm going to say Doom Eternal. I've, I've mentioned it uh, multiple times in this podcast. It's just so badass. It's, I, I can't wait to continue the story. It, it let, on the first Doom left off on a, on a great, great cliffhanger, and I want to finish it. I want to, I want to finish my business with the jackass who made me go to hell multiple times and then took what I what I came for and then left me for dead. We have unfinished business. I'm gonna fuck you not up. That, not only that, some of the weapons in this game look fucking insane. I mean, the whole uh, grappling hook on the double barrel shotgun, plus that giant ass spike that comes out of the dude's uh, like, the top of his his gauntlet. It it looks really cool, and I think it's gonna be um, a huge boost to Bethesda. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna jump in a little bit on the Doom Eternal train as well. I played Doom. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. It was very too basic at first, but once I started getting further into it, I started falling in love with the tactics I've been using and the gory kills and whatnot. Um, Doom Eternal is one of those games where it's just like, oh yeah, what we did on Doom was at 11. We're taking it up to a 15. You're going to have more blood more guts and more fun with the guns and i am excited for that severely and i'm also excited for the collector's edition with a fucking doom helmet guys the doom guy helmet what more do you want if i i th- that's one thing i love about doom he's just called the doom guy like he doesn't have a name he doesn't need a name he's just the doom guy he's just one badass motherfucker that's just gonna go and kill everyone Willie? <laughs> I like... Oh, yeah. sorry. I was just going to say, this is uh, my take on Doom. Minus rep. Played it. Um, I've never, never played it. I have not seen any gameplay on it, so maybe that would be good for me to play it, just for the fact that I've I've never experienced it. Um, I might play it. I don't know. I'm just, there's a lot of games I'm into right now that take up most of my time, but, um, can maybe in the Fortnite down for a little while. Fortnite, um, Jurassic Park Evolution. Thank you. I mentioned that last podcast. Great game. Fun. And, uh, scary games. But Doom can be scary. Uh, I might, I might pick up Doom. I might do it, but not might will me. Me as a as a Doom noob, I've never fucked with it. But uh, hearing all the positive feedback from Doom, I might, uh, it definitely puts it up there on my my next buy list. My next buy and try. And you said you have not played Wolfenstein yet either, right? Jesus. I would Doom and Wolfenstein. That's that's another one. Man, I'm telling you, uh, I've wanted, I, when I saw the last Wolfenstein come out a year or two ago, I wanted to get it, but I never got around to actually buying it because I was so into, I was, once I get into a game, I'm, I'm in it. In it to win it, but um, I'm I'm getting to the point where I like to try different games, and uh, Doom and Wolfenstein are definitely on my top ten list to uh, get and try to buy and try. Well, uh, let me jump into one game I'm looking forward to from this company. Uh, hello, someone's going on with my. 
All right, hold up. Let me just cancel that. All right, perfect. Anyway, one game I am clearly super looking forward to is Elder Scrolls Six. If I get more fucking information about it, let me calm down. Let me tell you, Skyrim, as I've said in the first podcast, I've bought it for every console possible that I have owned. I am a big Elder Scrolls fan. I played since Morrowind. That was my first PC game right there. One of the few first. I am so excited for Skyrim 6. Or not Skyrim 6. Elder Scrolls 6. God damn it. I'm thinking about Skyrim a lot right now. Just breathe a little. Give me a second. Let me just reminisce for a little bit. Ah, uh, yes. Just breathe in a little bit. I am in the mountains. I am in Whiterun. Talking to the Yarl. Trying to capture the dragon. Okay, anyway. Elder Scrolls 6. I'm so excited for it. I, I just I just want to know more. Where are you going to set it up? How is the leveling going to work? How What kind of magic can I do? What kind of weapons am I going to have? Are they finally going to add crossbows to the game? There's so much they could do with it. If it, I'm just, am I going to be the next Dragonborn? What's going to happen to the Dragonborn in Skyrim Five? Did he die or what? It's it's one of those things where I want to kill dragons, take souls, and scream people off of mountains again, but in better graphics. Since we don't know much about it, we can't talk about it a lot because it pisses me off that fucking Bethesda didn't announce it in this E3 or give us anything about it. Fuck you. Anyway, Will, you have anything excited for? Um, I was reading up a little bit of the, uh, what is, shit, Tokyo? Um, hang on, let me, let me look up the actual, the actual name, other than Tokyo. Is, uh, Bethesda? Yes. Um, it is... Ghostwire Tokyo. It looks actually pretty cool. Um, it's an action adventure game, and obviously, I'm going to go ahead and say it's based in Tokyo. No, it's based in Iran. Um, it just looks. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. It just seems like a really, a really good game. Like I've been reading up on it. It it, it seems like a kind of, well, it's going to be weird for Bethesda to put something like this out. It's going to be a, uh, uh, an occult game, something, something with along the lines of, uh, uh, uh like a science fiction kind of game and uh, it looks like a really really interesting game I can't I, I, I'd go ahead and pre-order it to be honest with you I, I personally love Japanese uh, anything well not movies but TV shows like big movie anime that kind of shit that is... What do you mean not movies? Japanese movies are fucking awesome. Especially their horror movies. The only Japanese movies that I've ever seen is... Uh, uh, Godzilla. The, the old... The old Godzillas. Um, but regardless... It seems like... It would be a really fun single player hopefully it's I'll I'll read you a little clip of it after strange disappearances hit Tokyo's population it's up to you to uncover the source and purge the city of a strange new evil armed with your own mysterious abilities you will face down the occult unravel conspiracy theories and experience urban legends like never before. That sounds fucking awesome to me. I I really enjoy games that have the cultural um, urban legends around it. Like I have a game uh, that I've been playing it's called 
uh, oh, what is it called? Um, Pamali Indonesian folklore, and it's actually a pretty pretty fun game to play. It's basically just uh, urban legends and folklore that Indonesians. The Indonesian community tells their children, I guess. But it's it, it seems like it's going to be a, a good, a good solid game. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Is that, is that a Bethesda game, though? Yes, I'm on Bethesda's website right now. Ooh, I'm excited. And it is called Ghostwire Tokyo, and um. As their um, picture, their background, it is a man in Tokyo with arrows on his back quiver. in his in his little quiver. Yes, and below him is a demon-looking woman in all white, and then four slender man looking dudes walking down the street and it's based in Tokyo. It's, it, it looks like it's going to be a fun game. It looks like it's going to be a good, a good, uh, action horror game. I'm all for it. Well, everybody, this is the end of it. So everybody, uh, power up your power armor. Load your quivers, sharpen your swords, gain some more magic, and get ready to take on the worlds of whatever world you're in, in the Bethesda universe. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Good night. Watch out for those people. <laughs>